Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for a totally different conversation? What do horses know that we have never considered before? Are you willing to find out? Welcome to Horses Talk, We Listen, where we explore a different kind of partnership between horses and people. Brought to you by the worldwide facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. (coughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Horses Talk, We Listen, with uh, enthusiasts, supporters, creators and facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. Uh, we've had a little bit of a, I guess, a hiatus. We've had a few weeks off. Um, we had an amazing, we were part of a, a global online event that went for 12 hours and we had um, facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider from all over the world um, joining online to do a special, um, I guess you'd call it like an intro, intro class to what we're all about. And, um, and we were in the show with like, Eight, I think seven or eight other specialty classes that cover all kinds of things. Um, and if you're curious at all and want to check it out, I highly recommend it. You can buy the replays um, individually or the whole event. Um, just go to accessconsciousnessnews.com forward slash find you. That's accessconsciousnessnews.com forward slash find you. It's awesome. I recommend it. We got horses on the actual on the actual <laughs> camera and they were playing with us it was really awesome um and and since then we've had a, a couple of little changes to the radio show the main one being that we now have a 30 minute format so um we we have to have our profound moments in half the time which is really <laughs> fun so to launch the new format, I have um, two awesome people with me today. Um, Bridget Nalen, she is um, a Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider Certified Facilitator from Victoria. And this is, I think this might be, is this your first time on the show, Bridget? Yes, yes it is, definitely. Yay, Yay so welcome. And thank um, you. Simone Pristor, oh thank you. And we have Simone Padua, um, again, one of my favourite guest hosts. Um, <laughs> and today, welcome, Simone. Hello. Hi. I'm just getting so excited, like I'm just talking like ahead of myself, because today <laughs> we have a special show. Um, it's called I Just Bought a Horse, Now What? And it's so cool because both Simone and Bridget have recently acquired new horses. So, um I thought it would be a great opportunity to actually talk about what's possible for creating a joyful relationship with a new horse and how we can actually use um, the tools and awareness that you can create with tools to actually create something you might not have even considered. So um, who wants to take it away? Who wants to start? I'm just curious. I want, I want to hear stories. Bridget, will you tell me a little bit actually about your story of how you got your horse? Okay, I had horses when I was much younger and have had a big break and I had injuries and three children and, you know, a lot of life has gone in between. And I decided that I 
I chose that I really wanted to have a horse again after I went to a Contrast Horse, Contrast Rider class a few years ago, a couple of years ago here in Melbourne or in Victoria. And I just knew that this is what I wanted to get back into. And of course, you know, the typical little horsey girl, you, you never actually, it never leaves you ever. <laughs> <laughs> you never fall out of love of being like a little girl wanting a horsey. <laughs> so um, I then, I had the awareness at that class that there's a horse waiting for me. So I've started, I had started looking and I basically went to visit horses that just needed me to work on them. And then I saw this really beautiful little mare in foal and uh, I came along and thought, oh, my God, she's beautiful. But when I went to see her in the paddock, she was with a few other young mares and I fell in love with this other mare. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the... The mare I went to see was still very beautiful, but she was a quarter horse and I wasn't actually looking for a quarter horse. And and I went away and I had a look at some other horses of this lady. So they're all beautiful Frisian horses and they're just, you know, kind of like the ultimate, you know, mm-hmm. fancy horse you could have. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it. She had younger ones and the ones that, the horse that I really did fall in love with was actually sold to someone else. So I gave it a few weeks and I finally said, look, I'm sorry, I, I won't take, you know, the young colt that she showed me or this um, quarter horse. And um, even though the quarter, the quarter horse is in fold to a beautiful Frisian stallion, unbelievably beautiful. And uh, I, um, I said, look, no, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll keep looking in. I felt really sad that this other horse wasn't for sale and, and you know, it's, it's life. Anyway, she rang me back a couple of hours later to say that the sale for the horse that I wanted had actually fallen through. <laughs> <laughs> and would I like her? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Uh, and she was a much more, you know, much more pricier lady and um, it was kind of like a big step for me to choose to have her because that was a much more of a, financial commitment and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, I ended up um, getting her. She's young, she's unbroken, and I have never had a mare. I've never had a, an unbroken horse or a trained horse. I don't really want to say the word broken, but, you know, it, it, the whole experience was new for me. So, And then you have, you have this horse in the paddock, and she seems friendly and lovely and so on. But then you have to bring her home into, <laughs> out of the environment that she's in and start building this relationship with her or having this, you know, sense of oneness with her, and which we have. But it's, it's a different sort of story when you actually take the horse home for yourself then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's how I came to have her, which is a really, you know, like she called me basically. <laughs> <laughs> she made Chose sure. She's like, nope, I'm taking this other person. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, um, it was just really bizarre how it happened. And, you yeah. know, she's just the most amazing horse. She's very friendly and calm and, um, 
I have heard people refer to Frisian horses as like the Labradors of the horse world. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so she's, she's very, you know, like as you can imagine a Labrador would be <laughs> if you haven't ever had horses. That, that friendliness, they want to be all over you and, and they just keep eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm really... Um, Oh my goodness, Bridget, what a cool story. And I'm also really mm. excited to find out, like, especially in that situation where she, you know, basically if you're looking to write her, there's going to be a whole heap of new things you get to play with in terms of um, actually training her in that respect. Yeah. Um, to to yeah. write her. Um, yeah. And the starting, I mean, for me, what I've done is because it's, Having this, I mean, she's a large horse and um, she's still very friendly and very loving. And I, I knew that she was a horse for me as soon as I started actually working on her, doing some energy work on her. And she actually received it pretty quickly and pretty easily and really loved it. And um, I thought, wow, because the, part of my ask in having a horse is to be able to use them um, in the class, classes with me. So I did need to have a horse that would actually enjoy receiving the energy and would be very happy to be with people and, you know, so that participants in a class would actually feel really comfortable being around her. So that was a, that's a big part of it for me. Mm. But I know when I sort of did get her into my own paddock, like apart from everywhere else, and she's mine, there's that energy of like, oh my god, I have a horse. Oh my god, I have this creature. Oh my god, and that's I'm right. Like, wow, you're the herd leader now, Bridget. I know. It's like, oh, so and then I've just started. Um, I guess it's, you know you're just creating this relationship with this other being, really, like you would any others, and just slightly different. It's not like we can go out to have coffee, but we go out to have carrots. But it's the same, you know, we have to spend time and, and start creating that space together. And, you know, I just started off with putting on, you know, leading her around and uh, brushing her and touching all over her body and picking up her feet and talking to her and getting her to come to me. So it's been that, that process, you know, of, of in, I guess building, building, building a story together, and and um, creating from that with lots of carrots <laughs> <laughs> and apples. I love it. So Simone, what's your uh, what's your horse's opinion on carrots? Oh, he's he's in favor of them strongly. Um, he looks <laughs> for them constantly. <laughs> and how did you two get that? What's your what's your story of how you two found well, each other? It's funny, I knew sometime last year that it, it was getting to be time and, and I had been riding at a, a riding stable for probably going on four or five years um, and I really enjoyed that and all of a sudden things started happening where the, the horses that I really enjoyed riding, like the beings, like either switched out or disappeared and I thought this is really weird and so they weren't the same anymore and I thought, what are you guys trying to tell me? Oh. <laughs> and and then I started having dreams. Like I had this this dream of this big dark horse, 
and um, and then this this they call it a paint horse in in North America, but a, I think a piebald in the UK, and and just these dreams coming in and out, and 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 I I haven't dreamt about horses literally in years, so this was you know fairly unusual, and then I found this painting in this antique shop of all these dark bay horses, and I I had to have it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and um and when when I started started looking just for fun, I wasn't planning on buying one. I had it all this plan in my head where I was gonna save up and and I was gonna, you know, maybe wait till November because that's when people should buy horses because they're cheaper because people don't want to pay for them over the winter and I had all these reasons and justifications in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and um then I, the the barn that I was riding at, they said, Oh, there's a horse that, you know, is for sale and he's you know, is really inexpensive and and I thought, well, I'll try him out. And I tried him out, and he just really wasn't it. And but that get, gave me the bug. <laughs> After that, I was right. like, oh my god, I feel like an addict. Like, <laughs> 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 oh my god, it's happening to me. And all the horses I was looking at, you know, I was, I was asking them, you know, would you like to own me? Would you, you know, would you make me money? Like, would you take care of me? Will you have my back? All kinds of things like this. And there was this one little guy that I just kept coming back to. And um, I thought, well, you know, it won't hurt to go see him. And he was only two. So I was already thinking this is probably unlikely, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I got the, you know, all of those questions like, yes, he would. Okay. And so I arrived at the, it was a farm way out in the countryside. And it was just a bunch of horses in a field. And so the owner took me out. I took one look at him and I thought, oh, no, <laughs> he looks <laughs> like black beauty. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> um, and he had a he has a very sweet, kind face, and he was just very curious and wanted to know what we were all about. And and I thought, what am I doing? I'm a crazy person, like taking on a two year old that I won't be able to ride for you know another year, year and a half. Yeah. And um, he's half Hanoverian, half German sports pony, so the, he has the potential to reach about 16 hands, 16 tree hands. So he's going to be a big boy. (laughs) And and, I mean, their temperament is they're fairly high strung. Like they're not a, they're show horse, right? Yeah. And, um, and then I saw him trotting around the field and when he he trots, I mean, his, his whole body sort of lifts and flows. Oh God. And uh, so I had a lot of conversations, not only with myself, asking questions and stuff and, and friends. And I talked to one good friend of mine who used to be my principal. And she said, you know, I don't get what your problem is. Like, you love teaching. What's a two-year-old, you know? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good point. Good point. And I mean, I have the skills. It's something I have done before and really, really enjoyed. Um not with something that's this big. He's already already fifteen two, um, and he's only two years old. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean when you get that horse, you know, to your own barn or your you know the place where you're going to keep it, and it's like, oh my god, I have a horse. And I, to yep. be honest, it still hasn't sunk in. Like it still is like smacks me in the face every day. <laughs> cool. Um, and it well, just startled me the most, and I don't know if it's because I don't have kids, but it's like becoming a parent. There's totally. all, 
all these judgments and everything that, that people, you know, put on you, especially with a young horse of what you should do, what you shouldn't do and all of this stuff. And it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought that because of course you'll be, you know, talking to people, uh, you know, where uh, either where the horse is living or, you know, mm-hmm. just in general, the, you know, that you're in the kind of horse world with. And so, um, so two things, like, first of all, I love, Simone, how you were talking about the questions that you were asking prior to buying the horse. And mm-hmm. and I get, Bridget, truly, you're, you're being a different energy when you were looking for the horse. Like, a lot of people would probably look for certain things like a particular breed and a gait mm-hmm. or, or a particular mm-hmm. age, depending on what they want. And you could come at, a, at, at buying the horse <laughs> from a totally different perspective um, yeah so what were those questions again Simone that you asked so um would you like to own me because mm. there's no point in buying a horse that doesn't want to be with you <laughs> mm. Good um and uh like will you take care of me or will you have my back and will you make me money which I think having a horse is an important question <laughs> Important. <laughs> important. An investment for sure. <laughs> and in and in Bridget's yeah. case, it's will you facilitate classes with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I did That's ask cool. those questions definitely. Like the whole, I suppose, because we have all these lovely access tools that we can use into into living all of our life. I was really clear about what I wanted in a horse, and that those mm-hmm. questions were what I actually asked as well. And. That doesn't always show up as I expected, <laughs> as we expect it to happen, because there was, mm. I had no intention of buying a Frisian horse, although I was madly in love with them, but <laughs> I, that price bracket for me was just all too much. And, but I did want to have, and I also didn't expect to buy a horse that, you know, had been trained. She's a green horse. She's never been ridden. So, yep. <laughs> you know, like, but I asked those questions and I followed that energy of, what was going to be the most enjoyable for me and what I'm going to, what yeah. the horse and I are going to be able to create together in yeah. riding and in being with other people and the things that I would want to do and be in my life. So though I would, those questions were very strongly in my head mm-hmm. before I saw any horse. And, and then as it turned out, you know, like she called me because this little quarter horse that was, the most adorable young girl you could ever imagine. But I, if I'd noticed, and I looked, read the ad later, and it definitely says quarter horse. If I'd seen quarter horse, I wouldn't have gone because I didn't want to get a quarter horse. <laughs> I was expecting to get a thoroughbred or a warm blood or something. That's why, yeah. you know. But I still had everything open. And, yeah. you know, my horse, Fasachi, was actually in the paddock there, and, and it was like this bang, instant connection mm. madly falling in love with this horse <laughs> <laughs> and she came and straight you? up to me and every Aww. time I would visit she came straight up to me then she'd stand by the fence and watch me walk away and the time that happened I nearly broke my heart I thought no this has to happen now <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the beautiful thing too with both of your situations is it wasn't what you expected or had in mind so nope, now it's no. like oh it's the adventure <laughs> of actually having yeah. to ask more questions being more questions so so going forward what what are the questions I mean one of the first things that I thought Simone um when you were talking 
about um, your horse and like being the parent and all those projections, you yeah. um, one of the first things would be, and that's often what we do in a conscious horse, conscious rider class, is the first thing you do is actually clear all the projections yeah. and the expectations and judgments. Um, mm-hmm. are put on the horse by mm-hmm. any, anybody and, and in particular yourself, like if you had these expectations of what your horse was going to be. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the cool thing is like, like how much, like when you, when you follow those, your awareness and, and ask questions and stuff like, yeah, it doesn't show up how you expect. And also it shows up in a way that facilitates you in, in ways you weren't expecting. Like I have to be present with this horse all the time. Like he, he is really super looking around and like, if it's rained, everything is new to him. He's like a goldfish, <laughs> you know? Um, so I have to, I cannot let my mind wander. I can't, like, I have to be there with him all the time. Um, and I also have to be willing to be that space of just ease and calm and joy and 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 mm-hmm. I can tell even though he's he's a little bit stressed you know we walked to a new place today and he's like oh 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 but <laughs> at the same time he is like oh well I've got her with me and and I could probably just eat a little bit of grass here so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so there's that you know that mm-hmm. level of calm too even though he's he may be a little bit stressed so yeah that's cool. awesome yeah. And so what are the tools? So, I mean, I guess the topic of today is I bought a horse, now what? Um, and we've, we've got like, we've got a, a juicy eight minutes left to talk about what tools would you, you know, going forward, someone's bought a horse, it's not what you expected. Maybe they inherited a horse and it's, or, mm-hmm. or they bought, they bought a horse for their kid and they're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What, so what questions, what are the things you would say um, would be the top questions, the things to consider, the energies. I mean, what pops in in your head on that one? Maybe Simone, and then Bridget. Um, for me, it's kind of like what you would use for a kid, which is okay. So who are you today? Because <laughs> <laughs> they are so young, and it and it they are constantly changing. Well, I, I mean, every horse is, but my sense is with the young ones, it's constantly like. What now? What now? What now? And so if you're willing to, to ask them, okay, who are you being right now? <laughs> then you have mm-hmm. a better sense of who you need to be in order to, you know, be harmonious with them, if you will. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and and I guess just similar to Simone is, is being really present with the horse when you're with, with him because... Mm-hmm. There are so many factors that can affect the horse that that if you're not willing to be really present and really aware of everything that's going around, then things can happen or the horse can maybe feel that you're not actually in charge and then we'll have different behaviour. But if the horse can relax with you and actually know that you you are in charge, you've got this, you are present, you're, you're willing to be aware of everything that's going on in case there is that potential danger, then you will find the horse will relax a lot with you. But mm. one of the things that I found, and and there'll be a different experience if you've had lots of horses, if you have a, a well-trained horse or you have a green horse like I've chosen and Simone, you've chosen too, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> what I found is there was this tsunami 
of everything that can go wrong and everybody telling you what you need to do. And yeah. for me, in my, for, I've had to really be very present with what's required now, what's required mm-hmm. with this horse now. And, you know, there, there, there are things that you need to become aware of suddenly, like, you know, the paddocks and the, you know, cape weed and all the different things that, that can actually impact on the horse's health and well-being. Yeah. But if you're not careful, that can just overwhelm you and kind of contract you into, oh, my God, I can't do this. This is too hard and maybe I need someone to help me or maybe someone else needs mm-hmm. to be in charge. So, you know, you've had this connection with this horse. You've bought this horse for whatever reason. And for me, it was a very, it was like a, almost a visceral response that this is my horse now. <laughs> and it was like, oh. And it was for her too. So then you have to really start, Yes, you have your awareness as to what can go on, but you have to start asking, okay, so does this apply to me and what is required now? And be willing to really be in the question of of what's required for your horse and for you with your horse because, you know, like, oh, my God, it's just like I've opened this Pandora's box of everybody knowing what they need. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because that exact thing happened to me today where somebody said, oh, well, you know, you should really start doing this with him. And I was, I suddenly went into this, oh, well, maybe I haven't been doing the right thing. And then as you said that, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do I know? Exactly. What do you know? And what do you know with your horse? What does your horse know? What can she actually communicate to you? And and that's really, for me, that's that's been really key to kind of navigating this this sea until we really, you know, we really have that, I guess, communion in, mm-hmm. in and being able to ride and, and trust each other and, you know, having that willingness to actually give her the space and give me the space and not be overwhelmed by everybody else's projections at me. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we have some nice tools to actually, yeah, you know, yeah. dissipate all those. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh, my gosh. You guys are giving me goosebumps. And um, I'm just like, wow, I think we're, we'll definitely have to have more um, shows with the both of you as uh, as the horses <laughs> grow and you start doing new and different things with them and mm-hmm. the different tools. I'd love to keep track over the coming months. Mm. And um, and just one, when you were talking there, Bridget, one thing I did think of is Gary Douglas, who was the founder of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, says – you know, you can look at things as problems because all these things that come up with the horse or you can look at them as a source of possibilities. And yeah. I think in, in the horse world, it tends to be, oh, the problems to overcome. But with, when mm, you can use definitely. the access tools, it's like, oh, what are the possibilities that are being presented mm. here? So I'm mm-hmm. so excited for the both of you and the <laughs> possibilities that you've actually allowed in mm. in your lives and that you actually will be facilitating you know, for and with your horses. Mm. Um, and yeah. Simone, what, what's your horse's name? So we've got Versace is Bridget's horse. and His name mm-hmm. is Gillimot. Gillimot? Yeah, it's mm. uh, it's an English seabird. Um, so it's like awesome. your Lancelot, but Gillimot. <laughs> That's mm. oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. So you'll be flying, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Especially if there are puddles, he tends to fly. <laughs> Over them. Rather go over them through. <laughs> no, he definitely goes over. Oh. <laughs> but apparently he jumped today when he was going over the puddle. I was told by the 
the barn. So I was like, oh, well done, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> hate puddles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, wow. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Do you have any parting words in the last couple of minutes that you'd like to just invite people to with um, who are thinking about getting a horse or may have just bought one and just have no idea what to do? <laughs> I guess being, just be willing to to be surprised at what shows up, you know, like don't, don't go to conclusion of, of what it has to be or what it actually has to look like. Cause you might be pleasantly surprised. Mm. Exactly. Mm. And for me, I would say to trust yourself and to trust, mm. to trust that the horse is actually communicating mm. with you. And if you get these funny little thoughts in your head, then ask about that and not be willing mm. to just push it aside. Oh, that's nothing. And then you will have you will really start to build that communication with your horse, which would be awesome. Communion, yeah. actually. Oh, that is so Trust cool. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Awesome. And the whole um, deal is awesome. and just yeah. What was that? Sorry, horse I missed it awesome. Yay! How your horse is awesome. Go get one. No wait. <laughs> ask <laughs> questions first. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what the access tools are about. Asking questions. Um. But if you are curious um, and you do want to find out more, I highly recommend getting the, um, the replay of the Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider from the Specialness of You Global event because we talk about so many tools that you can use with horses, especially your well, new horses, you know, horses you've known forever that can actually change that relationship. So um, that website, again, is accessconsciousnessnews.com. Access forward slash find you and thank you so much guys for coming on the show i i can't thank wait you. to have you guys back again and find out what's <laughs> happening with gilly martin versace <laughs> oh, you guys so much time thank, thank you, you. Bye. thank you for enjoying today's show we look forward to being with you next time when horses talk and we listen <laughs>